I was making great margins with this business. If a client quit, it was no big deal. We could go out and find another one. It's just the benefits kept going and going and going. It became contagious. Our word of mouth started to spread. And again, we were doing one service for one type of client now, right? And the reason why our system or our model was so much better is because... Welcome back to Agency Masters. I'm Rob Bailey, and this podcast is where I share the strategies, systems, and insights I've gained from selling my own agency and helping over 20,000 digital agencies grow and do the same. My hope is that the content here is valuable to you along your journey and that you share, review, and enjoy. Everybody, Rob here, and welcome to the podcast. Welcome back. Uh, Rob Bailey is my name, and today I'm going to cover my seven-figure agency failure story. And this is actually the tale of two agencies. It's all, it's not all bad news. Excuse me. If it was all bad news, I probably wouldn't be doing a podcast with you. But uh, today I'm going to actually explain the differences between the, um, the, 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 you know, the, the two agencies that I have had the privilege of running. Um, one of them was my very first business and I made every single mistake in the book. The second one was, um, was much different. It was much better, much more profitable. And, and I'll, tell you guys the entire story there. Um, but these two uh, businesses, even though they were on the surface, they probably looked the same. Underneath, they ran on two completely different systems. So I wanted to share this as my um, third sort of solo kickoff uh, podcast episode, excuse me. And I want to share this story because uh, my personal story about how I arrived to become such a big believer in systems um, I think is a powerful one and I've just received a ton of feedback that people really resonated with it. So um, I think it's a good one to kick off with my, you know, my story and, and sort of how I came about learning and implementing systems and what kind of drastic impact it had on me personally, um, both personally and professionally. So uh, we'll go ahead and dive right in. Again, as I said before, uh, we will get to a lot more of inter interview style uh, format podcasts. So if this is the first episode that you're uh, listening to, look forward to more of that. Um, I will share my story, my experiences, things I've learned, um, but I want to tell as many stories as I as I can through this platform and let people share um, because there's certainly not one single path to success and not one single path to happiness. And there's certainly no one system that will guarantee you anything in life. Um, so I really want to expose everybody to as many different stories and um you know, systems learnings and, and system structures as possible um, through this podcast and let people shine sort of on the platform. So this is not always going to be all about me or me just sitting here giving you a monologue. Um, so look forward to that. Uh, I much prefer, uh, I'm much more comfortable when I'm interviewing someone else. So these three are actually kind of the first three are the hardest for me. Uh, so let's jump right in. I'm going to uh, show you guys a, a couple of screen um, screen slides. So if you're listening to the audio only version of this, that is completely okay. Um, but you might on this one, uh, just sort of uh, feel like you're not maybe seeing everything that we're saying, and that is okay. You can go back uh, to our site or listen to the show notes, look at the show notes rather. Um, but I, I will give you as much audio inputs as I can. So, uh, definitely want to uh, share my seven figure agency failure with you first, because the tale of two agencies starts with a failure for me. All right. So again, I'm telling this story not because I'm special. It's, it's in fact, uh, that is the furthest thing from the truth. Uh, I'm not special. I'm not even that smart. <laughs> um, 
I, tr- I try really hard. I'm kind of stubborn. Um, but my personality type is not intellectual. I'm not like, I'm not, I'm no whiz kid. I'm no marketing genius. A lot of my friends are because I've been in this business for a long time, my peers. Um, however, I do have a sense, like a really, really um, honed in sense of, of how I can help people, right? So a lot of people say that I'm very relatable and, and, and therefore I sort of have this passion for helping small businesses, right? In future episodes, I might get into why I'm so passionate about helping small and local businesses, but um, to keep this on, on uh, track here, I just really quickly want to share with you how badly I failed um, in my first digital marketing agency and how my second digital marketing agency was so different for me. So this is a photo. Uh, again, this is my first agency. It was called Page Ladder. If you don't see this photo, that's okay. I'll just explain it verbally. But um, my business partner and I at the time, we had a, um, a ton of goals. We wanted to become one of the biggest digital marketing uh, companies locally in the San Diego area. So we rented this really cool um, office uh, on like a several year lease in downtown San Diego in a historic building. So this building, although it was really old, uh, was preserved and um, sort of like given a, a freshen up by the new owner. So all of those brick walls you see in those giant windows um, are not, <laughs> it would never be built in a new building. So this place had a ton of character to it. These giant, really neat windows um, that you could actually still open, which is probably illegal by now. Um, but you can kind of see through the pictures how cool it is. Whoops, excuse me. So uh, we, you know, uh, below us was a microbrewery. There were there was all these creatives and cool real estate offices in it, and so. We thought that if we appeared to be um, successful, that we would, you know, become sort of the the uh, the cool kids in town, right? And to a degree, that sort of worked. I mean, clients, if they ever came to visit us in person, um, you know, they did think that it was a nice office to have. We kept it kind of an open concept, so it was very open and just sort of like you know your typical creative, I guess, uh, sort of hipster vibe. Um, so. Uh, you know, we worked really hard for about three years and um, we booked some really big names. So we had some clients that were very, uh, we were proud of. We had some good corporate accounts and we had some small businesses and some medium businesses. So we're kind of helping like everybody, which was problem number one. So we really hadn't narrowed it down enough. And we really just said, we will help anyone that we can help. So that was mistake number one. I'll explain why that was a mistake here in a minute. But our uh, the second thing that we did was our services were all over the place. So not only was I the only person that could sell anything in our agency, our services included basically anything our clients asked us to do that was in the digital marketing realm. So our clients were basically renting our team out. That's kind of how it ended up happening, even though at the time my ego wouldn't let me accept it. So we booked uh, seven figures a year in revenue. By the end of our third year, we, you know, we'd done a good job growing it and we were certainly working our butts off. There was plenty of nights where my business partner and I sort of slept underneath the desk. Um, one day I came in, my business partner had coded a new website for a client overnight, and he was literally sleeping on um, two empty pizza boxes and like an empty <laughs> six pack of beer. Um, and uh, at the time I had, uh, I just had a newborn baby and then we eventually had one on the way. So I wasn't really sleeping on the floor as much as he was, but he was single and working his tail off. I was working like 10 to 12 hour days too between uh, the office and home. So it really was not for lack of effort, okay? But the biggest problem that we had was that 
our clients, um, although our office was cool and our work was good and our clients were thrilled with the, the, uh, the outcomes, uh, no two one of our clients looked the same. So every time that we booked a new client, the work was different. And that ate into our, it, it, it had two effects. Number one, um, we couldn't price it appropriately because most places uh, could find work that was cheaper. There was just always somebody who was willing to do the work cheaper, even uh, if they did not do a better job. Um, that was what we heard all the time, no matter what we did and how hard we tried, right? So that was thing one. Thing two was that um, I had to learn and our team had to learn the ins and outs of their niche, the problems they had, what kind of holes were to be filled. So the custom work arrangement of it was killing us because I would quote something and I would, you know, with my best intentions, be like, oh, I had a little padding in there just in case. But every single time we would blow through it, not because we were dummies, not because we didn't try hard, not because our clients were trying to screw us, but it was just the nature of the model that we were working. So the more, the harder we worked, the worse it got, if that makes sense. Um, if we had one client quit in a month, we were immediately in the red. If we um, had one of our biggest clients quit, that would be like 30, 35% of our revenue. And we were seriously in trouble. So we really bent over backwards for them. Okay. So some of you might be saying, well, yeah, duh. And some of you might be going, oh, that's me right now. Right. So the system that we were working with broken. We were literally selling our time for money, even though we didn't bill our clients that way. That's how it kind of ended up happening. So after three years, business partner and I went to lunch one day. We said, hey, are you sick of this? Yes, I'm sick of it. We're busting our butts. We're not moving forward. Um, we're exhausted. And there's literally just like no money left over at the end of the month. So we decided to shut that entire agency down. Um, I This this video, <laughs> I think it's still floating around the internet somewhere. This video is of me um, making basically a video of our space trying to get out. I'm like calling out subleasers there. If you can see, it's a downtown San Diego Creative Space office for a sublease. So my business partner's behind the camera and I am literally walking through our unit and our building, selling it like a real real estate agent would um, because we needed to get out of our lease in order to shut our business down. So that was extremely humbling. Um, in fact, that day I stayed strong all day and you know I had my employees and my business partner and I was the most experienced one and I just felt like I, um, I had to be strong for them. And when I went home that night, I just... You know, I put my face in my hands and I just started bawling, crying. And my wife was like, oh my gosh, like I've never seen you cry. Like, what's going on? And, you know, is it really that bad? And I was like, I just feel like I let everybody down, right? And I, I, feel, I felt like I let my clients down. I felt like I let my business partner down. I had all these grandiose dreams of us growing so big. I, I promised so much upside to my employees, even though I really didn't know what I was doing at the time. Um, and... And really, I felt like, you know, I, I was starting a new family. I really felt like I let my wife and my young kids down because we wanted to have more kids. But this was really just a punch in the gut. I've never worked so hard in my life for such little money. And so it was the complete opposite expectation that everyone had. You know, so, you know, when we were uh, distributing this video and kind of promoting it, people would say, well, I thought you guys were doing really well. You have this cool office. You have all these big clients. You know, you guys do good work, da, 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 da. everyone was basically shocked that we weren't making it. And so it really made me eat a giant slice of humble pie. And I went back uh, to the drawing board. I told my wife, I'm like, give me a few months. We, 
I know there's something to this. I don't know what we did wrong, but I'm going to figure it out. So I then hired my first mentor. And again, this is a long story made short and I could spend hours talking about this, but I hired my first mentor and um, he, he told me to narrow down and product down, productize my service. And he said, eventually you want to find a niche. Okay. And I was like, oh, I don't know. That just feels like the complete opposite thing. He's like, just trust me. Um, I'm doing this right now. And, it, and it's, it's by far the best way to go. So, um, you know, this is, I'd let all of our clients go. All my employees were gone. My business partner went off to do something else. Um, and, and then, you know, all of a sudden we've got maybe three on the way. So I productized my services. I became a Facebook ads agency for local businesses. Then, um, what, what happened magically was I kind of fell into the fitness niche. So we were starting to help a lot of gym studios. It loosely was like health and wellness, what seemed to be a lot of my clients. And um, I found a new business partner who was uh, kind of, um, not kind of, he was very experienced in the gym niche and in the locations themselves. And I partnered with him and we, um, we ended up starting this new company called Fit Club, Fit Club Consulting. Now this company, we actually grew to seven figures, multiple seven figures, in um, just 22 months, we collected $2.15 million in revenue. That's not, um, that's not forecasted revenue. That's actually cash collected. Uh, and this thing seemed to take off like a rocket. So this one felt completely different. Turns out we were just working a better system on a much faster model, on a much better model. So in this business, we ended up um, uh, doing $50,000 a month with just me and my business partner, and we hired one employee back for my old agency. Her name's Betsy. She's still with me until today. Shout out to Betsy. She's amazing. Um, and we ended up doing 100000 per month collected by month 10. Um, in May of 2018, we, uh, we did 409000 in cash collected. I actually think it was a little bit more than that from some other uh, income sources, but that was what just what we did through our normal stuff. Uh, there's a Stripe screenshot here to show it. And then um, I ended up selling that agency in February 2019. So um, during that time, it felt completely different. My wife and I took our kids to the beach all the time. We went on more vacations than we ever had since we had gotten married. Um, the money was there. Uh, I mean, that was a huge part of it because we were having a family. But this ride was so much more enjoyable. That, that was like the biggest thing. And I know it sounds like it should be last on the list, but it actually ended up the happiness factor for me and my team um, was completely different than the first agency. So yes, I was making, I was making great margins with this business. If a client quit, it was no big deal. We could go out and find another one. It's just the benefits kept going and going and going. So we were enjoying it. It became contagious. Our word of mouth started to spread. And again, we were doing one service for one type of client now, right? And the reason why our system or our model was so much better was because we basically had one prescription for every client that came into our, our business environment. So we were able to help, again, it might look like these are all different types of businesses, but if you take an X-ray of their business model, we could help them perfectly. We knew what the problems were and we knew exactly how to solve them starting day one. We did not have to start over um, you know, or, or figure things out every time. Our system that we created to solve the problems that these people had worked right out of the box and it could start the day that we talked to them. That was the biggest difference was our system was doing all the heavy lifting and all we had to do was go out and be ourselves and try to help people, right? So did we still work hard? Yes. Was it a lot more fun though? Absolutely. Did it feel like work most days? No. If I took a day off or a vacation or took a break because we had a baby, 
it like usually the business grew, right? So it was it, it was night and day different from uh, my seven figure agency failure. So we ended up working with some of the biggest brands in the world in the fitness space: Curves, Cycle Bar, Anytime Fitness, F forty five Training, Title Boxing, Fit Body Bootcamp, The Barcode, Nine Round Kickboxing, Retro Fitness, Diva Dance, Orange Theory Fitness. I love kickboxing. List goes on. So we ended up helping, uh, I think that like by the time I sold, it was like 535 locations in under two years. Um, this is a picture of me at uh, the nine round conference where we had a booth and we just absolutely got slammed. We signed like 63 clients and 36 hours at this conference. Um, so again, for those in audio only, you can definitely go and check out the video here. But um, that, <laughs> that little arrow in the top of my head is my bald head in the sea of people. Um, and there are other booths here, but nobody was going to any of the other booths. It was all business coming to us. It, it was crazy. We did not expect that. Um, we were having more fun than anyone else, but um, people just loved our product because it had a very, very predictable result and we could handle the volume. Okay. So us uh, selling 63 people in just over a day was no problem. We went home and fulfilled on all of those client accounts um, without sacrificing quality. Right. And we did it with a really small team. So um, I did this even before Superior tool Tools existed because our system was so good. Meaning, uh, like if you heard me in the last episode, you talked about this previous software company that we were paying $44,000 a month to, and it had zero agency features, and it was just kind of a nightmare to, to operate. And it certainly limited us because the system that it was built on was not built for scale, right? And so... Um, we did all this great work using that sort of inferior system before a better tool was introduced to us. After that tool was introduced to us, we got even more leverage from this, right? So uh, I really just want to um, tell this story because my, my life absolutely changed after, uh, you know, after, after I figured out that the system that I was working on, the, the inputs that we were um, that we're working so hard to put into the business, those things were not the problem. The problem was the thing that we worked on, uh, the thing that we worked on was an inferior model in the system that, um, that our inputs were going into was so inefficient that we could just never get ahead. We just never could, okay? So in that context, um, I, I learned so much in, in uh, sort of in arrears, right? So after the new system that we had started working with working so well, I didn't completely understand why or, or what the nuances were of that business um, and why that system was working so much better. All I knew was that it was working and I was never going back to the old way of doing things. So I would say for at least the first year of that, you know, of that Fit Club Accelerator Agency, my entire existence was just capturing um, as much value and learning as much as I could. And then probably like the 13th or 14th month of business, I was finally then able to step back and get my education, hire more mentors, um, tear apart my business, look at why it was working, what was uh, working really well systems-wise and what was not. And that's when I started to basically become sort of obsessed with uh, systems and the, you know finding points of leverage at each, each phase of the business, right? So everything from prospecting to um, ads and marketing to sales, to fulfillment, to client management, to retention, to, you know, evangelism. It's like, you know, every phase of our business, I started to see differently. It kind of felt like, 
uh, this is an exaggeration, but it felt like I could see the matrix, right? It was like, oh, now I understand how these people who are like amazing business people get all this stuff done with, and it looks like it's relatively low effort, right? So if you've ever wondered that, it's because these people are working a better model. Like how many entrepreneurs do you know that have moved on to another model? So they've done maybe um, something that you've seen your peers doing or their peers doing, and then one day they sell their business and they move on to another model and they get exponentially more wealthy. It's because they're working a better system. A lot of people start a business and if they can figure out how to um, get enough value in the business that they're running, they'll sell that business and then get into something like investing or private equity. The reason why they're doing something like that is because investing in private equity is a higher leverage vehicle. That system produces more in a shorter period of time with fewer inputs than it does to go and start a new business and um, and trying to, to gain momentum with every new idea that you have, right? So that's a little bit of, of um, what I learned along the way. So I had my first agency, made every mistake in the book, no matter how hard we worked, no, no matter how high the quality of work we, we did was, it still wasn't enough. We got burnt out, thank God. <laughs> and I shut that thing down, um, licked my wounds, when it actually got help, that was a critical piece for me was I uh, hired two mentors that had done what I wanted to do. And I said, just tell me the exact blueprint and I promise I will be a good student. I will just listen to what you do and what you tell me and ignore everything else. I don't want to go back to the old way. And they literally told me to cut down. They said, your system will get better if you have uh, stricter inputs, right? And if you start begin to help the same type of business, then you know once you get good at solving that one problem, you can just go help another business that looks just like that and do it again and again and again and again. And that's literally how we got wealthy. And that's literally how we only spent a few hours per month per client, which gave us almost infinite scalability. So we did most of the work in month one and then months two and beyond. Um, you know, they were happy to keep paying the, the invoice to us um, because they were still getting the results. But our our internal efforts, the time we spent, the amount of um, energy and, and money that we put into our client accounts just got, you know, it, it didn't go up at all. In fact, it went down. And so um, we really had this nice long tail of profitability with our clients as they paid us month, month after month, starting in month two. So um, once you guys sort of start to realize that and understand that there's like just some business laws that cannot be beaten, I think that you will look, choose to look at your businesses much differently and in a much more powerful way. And guys, you do not have to go through all that in order to arrive at my second model. Okay. You don't have to go out there and make that's there, there's no like badge of honor for doing it the wrong way out there in business. So you can learn and skip right to working a like a, a superior system, one that gives you all the things that you want out of your business. You can start that right away. Um, in fact, doing it harder usually uh, just it's just like self-inflicted pain. I mean, we live in a time and age where nothing is uh, is more accessible than it's ever been now. So we have more information, we have better tools, we have uh, more resources, we've got access to people like we've never had before. So all those things are at our advantage, and yet we still, oftentimes, as entrepreneurs, feel like we have to put in some some work, some kind of like, uh, you know, some street cred or something, and, and that's just not how it works. You can go to the the better model right away, and and, and there's no, there's no, no one keeping score of this stuff, but you, so you have to focus on what will make you happy. So it is my opinion that if you 
are going to do it anyway. You may as well work a system that's going to get you the, the money freedom, the time freedom, the peace of mind, the happiness factor, the thing that gets your family everything they want out of it, uh, that gets yourself everything you want out of it so you can be healthy, you know, uh, help more people out there and be in this for the long run. Okay. So that's really the key takeaway from this is don't be a dummy. Don't be stubborn like I was and, you know, go out there and just think you know it all and and try to force your will against these business laws that you cannot outwork, right? That, that for me is the biggest takeaway from, um, from my, my personal story. So starting uh, in the next episode, this is episode three, the next episode, I'll start to interview people who've gone through similar experiences, let them share their story. Hopefully you'll pick up nuggets here and there from different people as they uh, tell you about their journey, um, you know, figuring, figuring out systems. And I've got a long list of folks, but if you know someone who's done a good job with systems um, or has had a big aha moment like I had, please uh, share them. I'll check them out and we'll see if we can't get them on the show to get an interview. So I uh, really appreciate you guys listening. And now we get in the juicy stuff the stuff where I really feel comfortable and shine. So uh, I'm much more comfortable in interview format and I look forward to dropping um, more episodes with very interesting people uh, and let them do most of the talking while I just sit here and ask good questions. So appreciate you guys. Um, love you all. And if you have any comments or feedback, please feel free to leave them and we'll see you in the next episode.